guys, what's up? Thanks for joining us again for another episode of So Good So Far podcast. I'm Jackie. I'm Nicole. Yeah, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about social media addiction. Yeah. Um, before we start that, I uh, wanted to thank everyone for listening to the first episode and following us on Instagram. A lot of people said really nice things. Yeah, yeah. we everyone has been so supportive and... We have 69 followers right now, so no one else follow us. Yeah, we're good. Until, we're, we're just, we're not going to talk about our follower count again until it's 6,900. <laughs> so yeah, uh, life update. Yeah, Jackie has a huge life update. <laughs> Jackie called me last night <laughs> after a date, <laughs> after a date and a few drinks, and um, why don't you tell them what happened? Yeah, so <laughs> last night I had a date, a uh, hinge date. And I've been, I downloaded Hinge at the very beginning of quarantine because uh, I had been living in D.C. during quarantine and I didn't know anyone because I had just moved there right before coronavirus even happened. So I was pretty isolated and I started going on, you know, like socially distanced dates to just pass the time and meet <laughs> new people. Not a great way to make friends because <laughs> once you're on the date, if you're like, I don't like you, you're not going to talk to them again. So I, I mean, it didn't really make too much sense. So I've gone on a decent amount of dates since I downloaded it, and they're almost never uneventful. And last night it was no different. <laughs> so uh, the date overall was like, it was going pretty well. He has like the presence of a fireman. Oh, yeah, this guy looked like a fireman. He does look like a fireman and a good-looking dude. And we just had a few beers. I had, like, two full beers. And uh, I'm allergic to hops, of course. As I mentioned last time, I'm allergic to pretty much everything. So when I drink, like, two full beers, I definitely feel pretty pretty tipsy, uh, if not a little bit drunk. And I never ridden those like lime scooters yeah before. like the bird scooters or yeah, yeah just like yeah, the electric, the electric scooters. scooters i've never ridden those before because i I'm never have so either scared. yeah he had mentioned that he had ridden one to the date and you know like me being a little bit drunk i'm like today's the day <laughs> let's try it <laughs> let's do it like i'm gonna i'm gonna be spontaneous i'm gonna try the scooter he's like yeah okay let's do it sure so i get on it and i'm like wow this thing can go like pretty fast and I'm like kind of zipping around. It's kind of scary. I'm like, I'm definitely going to get hurt on this thing. I should probably like take it easy. And he's like, no, like you got it. Just go on the street. And I was like, okay. So I'm like zipping around and I get distracted, which happens (laughs) (laughs) more often than not. More often than not. And I like turned forward. I was like looking at my date and then like I turned forward and there's a car right in front of me. (laughs) A parked car? A parked car. <laughs> and I, I don't know what happened next, but I, like, slid under it. <laughs> well, like, I stopped I stopped before I slid under it. The, How do the you scooter. stop on those? Is there, like, a brake? There's a brake. Okay. Um, but I might have pushed the gas. <laughs> <laughs> the wounds look like you pushed the gas. And for real, they do. Um, the, the scooter slid under the car, and I just literally did a... <laughs> Did you like? I flipped. Did you hit the car? Like your body? <laughs> no, I think just the scooter, which I think is worse actually. <laughs> I just hit the ground really hard on the street, and I have like, I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> You're like gushing I was, blood. I was actually kind of fine because I was like a little bit tipsy, so 
I was pretty okay, but <laughs> he was like cracking up. Which I would have paid money. It's good. I I know to see that. <laughs> and um, he was laughing, which I feel like is good because I wouldn't want him to be like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" Like, I know that's so much more know, embarrassing. I'd rather be a guy be like, "You dumbass." <laughs> I know. I was like, "Right, this." I like kind of like him better for like laughing at me. And um, so we just like sat down for a second, and I was like assessing my wounds. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> How bad? Like I definitely hit my head. You hit uh, your head? Yeah, not super hard. Probably. It doesn't hurt today. <laughs> oh I well, definitely like, hit my tooth, but my tooth is already fake. Oh, from of, when you broke it? Yeah, because of stuff like this. <laughs> when I got home, I I went home like right after that. I was like, maybe the states probably not gonna get any better, so I'm gonna go home. And uh, I took a shower and I like took off all my clothes and I had more scrapes than I thought I did because I thought I just bumped my knees which were like pretty bad um I'll post a picture of them uh they were pretty beat up like your shoulder's kind of bad but your knees are like yeah and I had road rash on my shoulder I was texting him and I was like yeah it's a little worse than I thought and it like showed him my knees and I like ripped my pants too yeah he asked to see me again and I was like oh my god like how cute do I have to be to (laughs) literally eat complete shit do a fucking front flip (laughs) and still be asked on the same day I am unstoppable yeah you literally are unstoppable yeah, so that's my news. It's that was a fun adventure for both of us because Jackie texted me and she was like, are you up? And I was still awake. And so she FaceTimed me and she's like, dude, <laughs> I just ate shit. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I'm kind of drunk. And I love drunk Jackie. One time, it was one of the probably one of the first times we had ever hung out in college. Jackie got wasted and... <laughs> She came up to me. We barely knew each other. This was freshman year because we were in the dorms. And Jackie comes up and she's like, you know how I used to be a figure skater? <laughs> she goes, yeah, that comes out when I'm drunk. <laughs> and it does. I get turny. We, ne- <laughs> we never got to see it, unfortunately. You get yeah. Anything so- else? Any other... No, I updates? really there's really no other updates. That's just been the highlight. That's about why I like going on dates. Like no date is boring with No me. date is boring. None of my I've had yeah. one really boring hinge date and that was the guy who was like, What do you do in your free time? And I was working seven days a week <laughs> at the time and I was like, I don't have free time. Like I work seven days a week, so if I have free time I'm like running an errand or getting groceries or like catching up on regular life stuff and sleep. And he was like, So you like run errands for fun (laughs) and I was like oh you didn't ask me what I do for fun you asked me what I do in my free time which is non-existent now however I have a ton of free time all right so what about you uh what have you been up to since our last episode um since the last episode I've had again a pretty low-key week most of what I've been doing is working on the podcast although tomorrow I'm leaving to go to Telluride with my friend Tanner uh, we are going down to just like a few places in the area. We're going to hit the sand dunes and stuff like that. So once this is released, I will have already gone. But yeah, that's pretty much the main big thing coming up, I feel like. Yeah, there's got to be some good stories that come out of that. Yeah, so hopefully. Hopefully next week I have a fun update for you guys. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what's been going on. So I think, so last episode we did, we played the game We're Not Really Strangers and we did the final card, which was to like write a message to each other, and then 
give it to each other. And we haven't read these yet. Yeah, so I haven't read mine yet. I haven't read mine either. Two, like, from Jackie. So we're going to read those now because we said we would. And hopefully neither of us start crying because I, mine, was kinda, mine wasn't that sappy, but yeah. it wasn't that funny. Yeah, mine wasn't super funny either, but it was just kind of genuine because by that time I was already too white closet. You want to read yours first? Sure. Here we go. Jackie says, Your dedication and determination is infectious and has made this project fun. You could do anything you set your mind to, I truly believe. Even self-feet pics. <laughs> Honestly, I'll do it. If you want to pay me for feet pics, let me know, please. Mine says, Jack, with your fear of success and my fear of failure, we are sure to be unstoppable, lol. I think we make a great team, and I'm excited to keep making dumb jokes together publicly and see where this project takes us. So, ready to get into it? Yeah. Um, so, we are, we are going to be discussing the documentary, The Social Dilemma. Uh, I watched it twice. I pretty much have to watch things twice if I really want it to soak in and I have thoughts I have many thoughts I watched it a couple weeks ago and when I first watched it I was so shook and I deleted a couple of my social media apps that I don't use but like when I do use them it's just a time waster I don't get anything out of them and um, I didn't like delete any accounts I didn't like delete my profiles or anything but deleted some apps because the biggest thing for me is that it's just a time waster then as time went on and we started kind of releasing the podcast, um, announcing it, obviously like posting all these things on social media, I started using it so much more. Even in the last few days, I've been really bad about it, so I'm trying to get back on track. I went over my notes again from when I watched it and I'm once again horrified and concerned yeah so yeah do you want to get started on just some of your thoughts we can just kind of talk about that well first i wanted to ask you what social media do you think you're most addicted to um instagram yeah how long do you spend on it a day a day yeah per day um probably it's like you always want to say lower because you don't realize how much time you're spending on it but realistically i probably spend like three hours a day on Instagram, yeah. especially being unemployed. When yeah. I was when I had a job, I didn't do that. Uh, maybe, or maybe it was just like more cut up. Yeah, like more at yeah. night. Or but now it's like yeah. I have just free reign to be on my phone and like checking it. That's what I check the most. If I didn't have any other apps, I think I'd be okay with that. But Instagram would be tough to get rid of. Yeah, for me it's Twitter. Per day, I spend at least an hour on there. I've been trying to be better lately, especially since I watched the documentary. But when the Black Lives Matter movement was going on, Mm -hmm. I was using Twitter as a main source of news. And I must have spent at least, and please, like, I know this is shocking. (laughs) I must have spent at least seven hours a day on there. That's crazy. Although during that time, it was really hard for me. Not Not to say the movement has ended by any means, but at the peak of it, I was spending a lot of time on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, it's such a good place to get, you know, secondhand news. I, um, I just trusted the people on Twitter a little bit more than what I saw in the news because they were sharing videos and updates in real time. Right. Uh, so I went there when kind of the peak of the protests were happening. And I also was going to protest myself. So uh, 
I was using it to get updates about like where I should go and stuff like that. Yeah. In terms of the social dilemma, when you watched that, what were a few things that were like the most shocking to you? Like shocking for myself is the way that it affects my brain and how addictive it really is. There was this one point in it where uh, Tristian Harris, I can't. Oh yeah, uh, Tristan. Tristan. That's how yeah, you said it. Yeah, said yeah, Tristan. Some, some mm-hmm. fancy way. Yeah, he he was saying how it's like the slot machines at Vegas. Which, like, I just thought was so weird because I don't really like to gamble because I'm just, like, what's yeah, the point, like, losing your money? Like, you see the money go in the slot machine and you're like, okay, this is so dumb. I just lost all my money. But yeah. I, think that's, I think that's why social media is way worse because you don't see what you're giving up. Yeah, which is see your time and attention. It's your time and attention and sometimes your mood, your good mood, your mental health. capacity, yeah, your mental health. And you don't see that stuff, so it's very invisible sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like, all addictions come at a price. That, right. And usually you can see it. Like, even with drugs, it's like you can see kind of how it's affecting you. But since pretty much most people are addicted to social media, you don't see how it's affecting you all the time. And it's free. Later free well, in free quotes. Free in quotes, yeah. One of the things that really hit me was they said the only two industries that call their customers users is the drug industry and social media i like how you said that it's something that you don't see it's basically like you don't realize what you're giving up for it and it and it doesn't immediately cause any harm but then you start looking at it like well how does this make me view x y and z how is this making my points of view biased how is this affecting my like for women especially body image like i mean we could do a whole episode on that yeah snapchat dysmorphia is something i've been thinking about lately so much yeah like that part where they're talking about like the plastic surgeon is talking about how people would come in with a picture of themselves with a filter on and they'd be like i want to look like this yeah that is it's so disturbing terrifying yeah and think about like how (laughs) yeah like i started using snapchat in college same right uh yeah probably probably college yeah yeah that sounds right these kids are using it in middle school so young i'm there it's getting ingrained in their young brains that the way I look is not as good as if I looked a little bit different but I can't look that way unless I get plastic surgery right yeah so I feel like it's really changing how people's brains work which we're gonna like go into a little bit more but another thing I wanted to touch on from the documentary that was like a big part of it was kind of near the beginning they're talking about how in a regular business there's the company then there's the product, and then there's the customers. So the company yeah. sells the product to yep. the customers. And the most shocking thing that it says is that we, the users of social media, are not the customers. That's what you would think. You'd think yeah. we're using it, we're the customers, we're getting something out of it. But we don't we're not pay paying for it. For it. Yeah. We, the customers, free. are the thing that's being sold. Yeah. Is what the they say. advertisers are the customers. The advertisers are the customers. It yep. says if you're not mm-hmm. paying for the product, then you are the product. Which that's a saying that I've heard before, but it really sunk in with this. And why it sunk in is because I realized what they are, what they're trying to get is your attention, your time. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone in there, his name is um, Jaron Lanier or something like that. He said some really interesting things. I really want to read his book. And he was saying how it's not even your attention that they're trying to get. It's the 
slight imperceptible change in your own behavior that's actually what they're trying to get that's the product because mm-hmm. if you if you think about it they don't make money unless we change our minds on stuff and start buying things because of it like we're extremely comfortable with who we are in what we are and what we're doing then we're not going to be buying stuff to make us feel better like we're not going to be buying stuff off of Instagram right. you know, beauty wise or we will feel like we won't need anything else to make us happy. So they they need us to slightly change our behavior so that they can keep growing and offering us more. Right. And change our behavior without noticing it. Yeah. Which is even more shocking. And it's the worst part is, is that you start to realize it in yourself. Yeah. And you're like, yep, that's true. Yep, that's true. And you don't realize that it's like not an accident yeah it also i've started noticing these things which i feel like is kind of the first step to being better about your addiction is if you pay more attention to your habits and what's mm-hmm. happening on social media they talk about your data and yeah i was and i was thinking about this and and i was checking an ex's twitter and, as you do and i went to his profile and this has been happening for you know the last month whenever I check it but I didn't realize it until the other day when I go on his profile there's an ad on his page the first thing before you see any of his tweets oh before any of the tweets yeah and I was going on a few other pages and they didn't have it and I think it's because it knows that I check his page more frequently and so they know that they can advertise to me Mm mm-hmm on his That's, page because I know I'm going to check it. Yeah. It tracks everything you do. I'm like, it. It. <laughs> the platforms track everything you do, how long you spend on a post. Like, say you're scrolling. If you pause on a post, it records how long you're on that post. Mm-hmm. It records what you like. Like, it records... And it probably records... It probably takes that data and tries to understand why you stopped so long on it. And we all know, obviously, that our phones are listening to what we say constantly I'm getting ads for things that I talked about so that's horrifying I've also had a few instances and this might these might just be coincidences but instances where I've literally thought about something or done something that no one knew about and and the next thing I know I have an ad for it but so I think it's like it's not like it can actually read your mind it can't but, but what like, it what's is going on no, but what is happening is even scarier is that the algorithm is so good at predicting what you want and what it thinks that you want that it actually is predicting what you want right the thing is like those things didn't bother me for that long because it's like oh i feel like i'm capable of resisting first of all i'm not i'm not no I we buy always stuff from instagram all the time right we always want to think like well i'm not addicted yeah, and it's like it's mm, not true but even if you don't post a lot I'm still yeah. scrolling all the time. Yeah, it's not what you post. It's really what you look at on there. And so, like, I didn't think it was that scary because I thought, okay, I can just avoid the capitalism of it. I can't. But also, one thing that's even scarier is that the, is the direction that humanity is headed in because of these technologies and right. because of the collection of data. Because it's not that it's horrible that they're using it for capitalistic purposes. We're pretty used to that by now. It's that what they're doing is predicting the future of elections and, honestly, humanity. Right. They're, they deal in predicting human futures. And it is just changing the way that humans behave 
Yeah. And then, yeah, then totally. they become even more predictable. Yeah. I saw this one thing about how evolutionarily we care about what other people think of us, but we are not equipped to handle 10,000 people tell us what they think of us. Right. We're not no. equipped for that at all. Like It I happened can't... so quick that there wasn't time to like evolve. Yeah. The only people who've ever felt that way are like celebrities. And then all of a sudden you could become a celebrity on Instagram. Like Addison Rae. Yeah. Has millions of followers out of nowhere. She became one of the most famous people in America. Side note, Jackie looks like Addison Rae <laughs> from the side. <laughs> she doesn't believe it, but yeah, we'll have to post a picture. Yeah, we'll post. Time. There's a picture she, that she posted recently where she looks literally exactly like her. I mean, actually, she looks like me. You're right. Because she's younger than me. Yeah. So Jackie walked so that Addison Ray could run. Yeah. Just looks wise, not business wise, obviously. <laughs> she's very successful. <laughs> she's doing much better. She's got, I don't know how many. Can you imagine going from literally just being a regular girl, what's she, like 20? Yeah. 19? Yeah. She has 64 million followers. She has 64 million followers more than I do. (laughs) Think about it, though. She's 20 years old, and she has 64 million people looking at everything she does. I cannot imagine. And it's getting younger and younger. Yeah. Think about, what's the other girl's name? Charlie Charlie. D'Amelio on TikTok. Yeah. And she's only 16 or something like that. She's young. That girl's young. Yeah. I cannot imagine. And it's just, like, people being... And... But look at what happened to Lindsay Lohan. I know. Who apparently I also look like. I know. <laughs> I guess I don't see that one as much. <laughs> no, my my ex told me that I look like Lindsay Lohan. Wow. From The Parent Trap. He was like, no, don't worry. Not Lindsay Lohan now from The Parent Trap. I'm like, I don't think that's much better. <laughs> Thanks? Like a 12-year-old? <laughs> so you like that I look like a 12-year-old. Cool. Love that for me. I want to know what happened to getting rid of the likes on Insta. Do you remember they were going to do that? Oh, yeah, they were going to get rid of likes on Instagram. I think in really? some countries, maybe? or Yeah, I, I think in Canada they don't have They don't likes. have likes. Would you want that? Um, in some ways, yes. I actually had posted a video about this, or I had, like, reposted a video, where basically it said, like, the nice thing about getting rid of likes would be that you people would be able to pursue their creative endeavors and... <laughs> <laughs> Nicole is trying to stop saying creative. I am trying so hard to stop saying. We recorded our second episode and we were editing it. And the amount of times that I said creative endeavors, because that episode was originally about creativity. It was hella boring. You guys would have hated it. (laughs) Um, I hated myself. I was like, I sound so pretentious. I don't know how else to say it, though. Like creative pursuits. I already said pursue. Just say say pursuits. All right. Well, (laughs) people can, back to what we were saying, people can... Pursue their creative pursuits. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Pursue their pursuits. There's no no pressure to get this many likes or that many likes. And it's not like, have you ever posted something and you don't get a lot of likes and you're like, should I just delete that? It's like, no. No one cares. But but you think that. And so people wouldn't have to think that anymore. They would see how many likes they got. But it wouldn't matter because you're not thinking, oh, not enough people like this. It's not good. You're thinking... People are going to see that not enough people like this. And then they're going to think yeah, it's bad. True. Like, it's like a whole mm-hmm. thing. So I think getting rid of likes wouldn't be that bad. I barely pay attention to likes anymore besides on my own posts. But, like, you could still see your own likes, I think. I don't think yeah. it gets rid of your own number of likes. It's just you can't see it yeah. on other people's. Yeah, which I think would be really good. Because, I mean, a lot of influencers, that's how 
that's how they get paid is based off of like likes and engagement and stuff like that yeah and followers i think yeah. or probably more engagement i don't know yeah do you think people like things so that other people will see that they like them i i don't think so as much anymore because remember there I, used to be that feature where you could see like what the people you were following were liking oh, yeah. that was horrifying that tag probably ended so many relationships just like the snapchat best friends thing oh my god that's yeah i was thinking about that too is those things like i don't i think there's kind of were supposed to make people feel good about being close with other people but it just made other people feel alien. it made other people feel bad yeah but, but it's I see, like i see these posts all the time that's like he said good night but his snapchat score went up by 30 and it's oh. like <laughs> i'm like who even uses snapchat anymore I, I mean, I Not was us. never really that. Well, I, I only use it to sell feet pictures. Are you really doing that? I have done that once. And you didn't loop me in? I definitely told you about this. Oh, my God, you did. It's just one person. Oh, right, Okay, right, so right. here's how to use social media as a tool. On tw- <laughs> <laughs> We're going <laughs> to jump right ahead. On, on Twitter, I wrote, it was when I first got uh, laid off. I said, at this point, I wouldn't even be opposed to selling feet pictures. And then someone DM'd me, hey, I will buy feet pictures from you. Yeah, he's like, okay, well, what's your Snapchat? Give him my Snapchat. And he cash at me $20 for three feet pictures. Is that a good price? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea. If you sell feet pictures, let me know if I got taken advantage of or if I got a good deal. deal. I mean, I did almost no work and I got... $20. It's it's basically no work. It it really was no work. I bring that up because social media was supposed to be a tool to connect with people and maybe use for business-wise. I'm not sure. Jackie's like, and this is my business, so LLC. Yeah. I made a chart of how each social media could be used as a tool versus an addiction, and I thought it was kind of interesting, though, because, well, first of all, like, something like a podcast, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not really addicted to podcasts at all. Like, I, no. there's never a time I'm like, I have to listen to a podcast right now. It's always a tool of, like, learning, which is why I love podcasts yeah. um, or just, like, entertainment. But all the other social medias, they, were, oh, they could always be used both as a tool and it could be an addiction. So, like, Twitter, I use as news, as a news source. And it's very valuable for me that way because I like to look up news all the time. But it's also addictive as hell and... You know, the hard thing about Twitter, though, or any social media and using that to, like, get your news is, like, it's only going to show you things that you, like, are looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not saying that, like, you have oh, no. to look at the My news. My feed is completely tailored to me. Right. Absolutely. So then do you ever feel like you're missing out on, like, so- even the unbiased or, well, like, full picture? Is. The two parties in general are just so polarized that you're not getting a middle there at all. You're just getting two completely opposite. You're not getting the whole view. You're just getting the very ends. I I really, that was one of the most shocking parts and interesting parts to me was the whole, we need to share reality to share a country. Yeah, that's that's what's so crazy is that none of us are living in the same reality. Yeah, like I'm sure, you know, Nicole and I live in the same place. We follow a lot of the same people, you know, we have... So like similar, similar views. friends and similar views. Yeah. But our Instagrams are probably completely different. Probably. And our Twitters are probably completely different. And every that's gonna be true for everyone. And if that's just true for two friends, 
I can't imagine people who live in different states who don't know each other at all. Like someone who's living in Alabama that I don't know at all. That's a totally different, different. We live in two different countries, basically. Yeah, and the craziest thing about that is that social media is becoming our reality. Because the only way to make social media not your reality is to get off of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. go out and live in the world, which everyone yeah. does, but try not to base your, like, ground your reality in what you're seeing on social media. You'd have to delete it or be on it very little. One of the questions I was going to ask you, like, the big question, I guess, is that do you think if you, say, if you deleted all your accounts, like that book says, would you feel insanely, like, disconnected and detached from no. society. No, probably not. I would feel. You think so? Yes. I think I think because I would, think only, about... would only because my friends would be like, oh my God, did you see what happened on Instagram today? Or did you see what this person posted? Or did you see that tweet? And then I would be like, I feel FOMO. Right. You, know? but, you would feel like I don't, I'm not connected. But even if, think about like you getting on Twitter to like see what's going on in the world or like in your feed, what's going on with like say the Black Lives Matter movement or something like that, say you had no social media and I'm not making a case for social media. I'm just saying like, is it realistic for us to be like, oh, we could still feel connected the way we do now because we get so much information. Yeah. If we weren't getting that information, I think we'd feel very lost, like at least for a while yeah. where we'd be like, what's even going on in the world? Like I need to know right. what's going on in the world. But, but why? Why because we're so used to it that what if would, what would happen if you nothing that's what I'm saying know. there's no I'm not making a case for it at all because I think social media is like bad I think it's bad no but there's a lot of things that can there's add good that are, tools that's good, but I also feel like partly the reason why we find any value in it is because we we grew up with it like I was gonna ask you what was the first social media that you got MySpace I had <laughs> it wasn't Facebook it wasn't even MySpace it Does was Neopets count. I did have a Neopets account, although I guess that could be considered. I had two Neopets accounts so that I could, like, I had two shops, (laughs) and then I would buy from the other shop and buy from the other shop so I could, like, transfer money. I was, like, money laundering on Neopets as a kid, so. But I had Bebo. That's the account I had. Shout out to my middle school friends. Yeah, it was just like a, it was kind of like a MySpace. Then when I got a little bit older, I had MySpace, and then in 2009, I got Facebook. Because yeah. it reminds me, like, every year, like, yeah. Facebook this many years. And I'm like, oh, shoot me. Yeah, I think I got MySpace in, like, sixth grade, which is really Oh, young. that's early. Yeah, oh, wait. Really yeah, early. I think I got mine in, like, I was in middle school. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I was younger. Maybe it was, like, 2007. Like, like it seemed like I wasn't that old, but looking back, like, sixth grade, that, I, that means I was 11. Young. I was 11 years old when I had a MySpace. And, like, the thing is, I wasn't, it's not like I was spending hours a day on it. I would spend no. like maybe like thirty minutes talk mm-hmm. like every few days or something like that, and then yeah, and then I eventually got a Facebook by like eighth or ninth grade, uh, and I I didn't get like an Instagram until college. Yeah, I think I got an Instagram right near the end of high school, like yeah. twenty probably like twenty twelve. Yeah, I and I got Twitter in high school, uh, like junior year of high school. Yeah, so I think that's when I got Twitter nice. too. So the nice thing is that we didn't get it as children. Yeah. Like, think about, I think about, like, my little cousins, and they had Instagrams, like, I mean, they're still really young now. Yeah. They're, like, 10, 11. And they have... Even, like, my, I think, like, my eight-year-old little cousin has an Instagram. Maybe not, maybe not. But still, 10 seems so young to me. I just, it's not because I'm, like, they shouldn't be on there. I'm, like... 
they're so young to be taking in that amount of information. Because when we had it, when we had MySpace, it was like you saw your friends. There weren't there weren't crazy ads. Like you literally saw your friends, you interacted, you put like your MySpace song. So it wasn't like we were taking in all this information about the world and about the country. Yeah, it wasn't news. It wasn't news. Yeah. It was barely ads. It really was. It was about more connecting. Just about connecting to friends. And even then, my mom was like, "I don't want you like being on there too much. Don't share your personal information." Blah blah right. blah. And I'm like, "There's still there's still dangers, but they there are exist- definitely still it wasn't dangers. an existential threat." It's That's not, no, it is now though. It is and like, now, yeah. it's just, I feel like it's a huge threat to our humanity in general. There was a quote, let me find it. Social media is a digital pacifier for when we are lonely, oh, yeah. uncomfortable, afraid. Like, think about the last that, time I thought about that too. you were in an elevator, the last time you were on the subway, the last time you were in public anywhere, and you're in a group of people, you don't know anybody. Did you just stand there or did you get on your phone? Yeah. 99 out of a hundred times I got on my phone. I'm trying so hard not to do it, but nowadays, if you're just standing there and you're not on your phone, people are like, are you a psychopath? What are you doing? What are you looking at me for? Are you lost? You speak to them and they're like, excuse I, me, are you on drugs? They think you're on drugs. Yeah, they, like, they if I saw someone just standing around waiting, I'd be I like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's so weird how we use it as a way to, basically to not have to interact with other people. But which is the opposite of what it's supposed to be doing. Right. You think yeah. you're staying connected, but it's like, and obviously, once again, this yeah. is not a hot take. We're, you're, we're not connecting more. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. I, I was going to ask, um, when you're upset about something or like you feel anxious or sad or something like that, do you go to your phone? Definitely when I'm anxious. It used to be bad when I was in high school, when I was just kind of starting to learn how to deal with my anxiety. I used my phone and social media as, like, a huge crutch as a distraction. Like, if I felt mm-hmm. a panic attack coming on or I was having a panic attack, I would get on Facebook, Instagram, like, something right away to calm myself down. And I actually, at that time, felt like I needed it. Literally a digital I, password. Yeah. It was so crazy because I would my heart would be racing. I'd be, like, going into a full-blown panic attack. And the second I would, like, just open up the internet or something, I would calm down. Because I felt like that's what I needed. It's so crazy how there's like certain it's things. A hit. It just became this thing that I, because it had helped me before, I thought it was gonna help me again. And so I believed, it was like a placebo effect. I believed in my head that if I was having a panic attack, and I have panic disorder, so that's, if that wasn't clear, um, I believed that it would stop my panic attack. And now that I'm older, obviously, like, I've understood that like that's not true and there's coping mechanisms and all these different patterns and things but at the time I felt like I needed it and nowadays it's a little different social media can actually be really triggering for me I actually trigger myself I thought for so long that I needed to be okay seeing these things I needed to be okay like looking at my triggers because then I would get stronger and I wouldn't feel as horrible all the time now we kind of want to get into kind of some of the things that we're doing which I feel like this you kind of already segued into this but things that you're doing to mitigate a social media addiction or use it as a tool rather than like a negative time waster and just use it in a more productive beneficial way because it's not obviously it's not all bad there's a lot of really great ways like small businesses benefit from it our podcast is benefiting from it like I like staying connected with people so but I feel like there's healthy ways to use it yeah but it it also like 
there's definitely healthier ways to use it. And like the first step, the th- I'm like the first step is admitting that you have a problem. I I have a problem. You do. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm you just kidding. There's, there's some a people who don't. Yeah. Really, truly, there are. I but don't think I know that many people that don't have a problem. I can think of maybe one of my friends who um, does not have any social media really, and he's like extremely successful for his yeah. age. And it's like, okay, yeah, that makes that tracks. I think the what's hard is that. Um, the first step is to try and mitigate your addiction yourself and get better at not contributing to the problem of the social media existential threat. But it just, to me, it's so scary because it has become such a big problem. It's such an existential threat to me and it looms so heavy that I just, I truly just do not know how to help. And it's like, if we don't fix this issue as the society, the effect is our democracy destabilizes, which it yeah. does seem like it is. Yeah. One of the things that I think is a good way to start, even before that, is realizing when it feels so big and so looming, it's like you have to take a step back and realize, like, I can't fix this. Me as one person can't mitigate this problem. However, how can I contribute? And I think the first step there is to start noticing the way that you use social media and how often you use it. Because after I watched that documentary, and I'm sure if you've watched it, you've experienced the same thing, I started noticing so much more. Even during the documentary, Mm -hmm. I picked up my phone for a second to check it, and I was like, what am I doing? My attention span is so low. Like, You start to notice these patterns like where I'll be on Instagram scrolling, I'll be bored, close it, reopen it immediately. immediately before (laughs) any time lost. And I'm like... Was I just on here? Sometimes I can't even remember if I was just on there. That's horrifying. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing is to start to notice your behavior around social media, yeah. your own behavior. And I think everyone can start doing that. Noticing how often you're scrolling. Noticing if you're clicking on ads and recommended videos. Like, are you just get getting what they're feeding you? Or yeah. Or are you searching for your own For your own content or yeah. whatever. And once you start noticing that, you can start to kind of make a plan of how you're going to maybe use it less. And I mean, if you don't want to, if you're fine with it, that's cool too. But if you do want to do it. Have you you been noticing about yourself? What patterns? Yeah. Um, Just like I was saying, how I'll like close an app and reopen it or I'll forget what app that I was just on unless I reopen it and then I'm like, oh yeah, I was just on that. Or I will like spend all this time scrolling and then couldn't name one thing I saw it's just like information in information out that has to be doing a number on our brains yeah and then another thing is just staying up on social media and getting up and checking my phone first thing in the morning oh that's that was another question I had do you check your phone before you get out of bed in the morning yes yeah and in the 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 documentary have you done that every single day no because in the documentary they say do you check your phone first thing in the morning, right when you wake up, or do you check it when you're peeing in the morning? Those are the only two Those options. Those are the only two options. And I was like, right when I wake up. And so I started to do this thing. Where you do it while you pee. Where I do Yep. I wait till <laughs> I'm peeing, and then I'm like, okay, I waited long enough. Now, I said I started to not get on my phone for the first hour that I'm awake and the last hour before I go to bed. And instead of being on my phone like while I'm laying in bed, I will read a book. Yeah, it actually has helped me. I've heard it a bunch, and that's why I say that. I've heard this advice so many times, like, no, social media for the first hour, and I'm like, eh, that's dumb. 
the few days that I've done it so far, it has changed my whole day tremendously. And it has changed the way that I sleep because I've noticed that if I'm on social media, when I get in bed, I'm scrolling, I'm on watching TikToks, I'm whatever, whatever I'm doing on social media, I'll be on for like an hour or two sometimes in bed. And so I'm on from like 10 to midnight. I get in bed and I'm sleepy at like 9.45. Then I'm on social media from 10 to midnight, midnight. And then by the time I'm like, okay, I really have to go to bed. It's midnight. My brain is so awake that I'm getting all this restless sleep. I can't fall asleep. I wake up tired. And then right when I wake up tired, what do I do? Get back on social media. And so I've noticed that when I just read a book, my brain quiets, I sleep so much better, and then I wake up and I don't get on social media. I'll look at my phone for like messages or anything like that or calls. I don't know. But I, it's hard. It's really mm-hmm. hard. I've been forcing myself to not get on for one hour after I wake up. And I the things I accomplish in that hour, I would have exactly. just laid in bed on social media for that hour. Yeah. But the things I accomplish, I get up, I do my morning routine, and by the time it's time to get on social media – I sometimes don't even really feel like it. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm already in the groove. Like, I'm already doing my right. day. Right. I don't, you know. And because it's good when you're low. When you're high and you're, like, feeling good about your day. Yeah. You're like, I don't need. But if I've been sitting day. on it all day, mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep sitting on it because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. why would I not? I've already wasted away today. Mm-hmm. So do yeah. you check it every morning, first thing? So uh, in the past month, I probably have checked social media first thing, like, 90% of the time. After watching the documentary, I stopped checking it immediately, but I still check it right after I like go to the bathroom and mm-hmm. on it. And it's like your brain isn't even yeah. awake yet. Well, part of it is because I wake up so late that by the time I'm awake, everyone has already like had like a few hours of their day going. And you probably already have like a lot of messages. I yeah. always text you like five times before you wake up. Yeah, exactly. I always wake up to like at least three text messages. Yeah. So it's like I immediately check my phone because I'm like, I need to text these people back immediately so they know that I'm not sleeping this late because I'm self-conscious about it. You're like, I've just been so busy this morning. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I, ran, I was running errands. I'm sorry. I ran a full marathon. Yeah. I'm just, I bad. just got back. I just am checking my phone now. No. But I do read for an hour before bed now instead of checking my phone. And I've noticed that because I don't get sleepy if I'm on social media while nope. in bed. But if I read, like I can't even get through like one chapter because I'm actually tired. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm actually tired. My mm-hmm. brain's not taking in all this information, all this blue light, like what have you. And so it's just so much easier to fall asleep and get good sleep. Yeah, Um, Have you done anything else since watching the documentary or before to like either limit your time or limit what you're seeing or anything like that? I mean, just turning off notifications has helped me so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that I used to get notifications every time I got just like a like on Twitter or whatever. And it... The thing about notifications is that it's not even really the notifications about who's liking your stuff or sharing things with you. It's what really is what shocked me about the social dilemma is the notifications that they send you because you haven't been on the social media long long enough that day. Like, oh, your friend just joined or, oh, like, look at who has posted. Yeah, it's like so and so has posted. So unnecessary. Yeah. Notifications just to get just to pull you back. Just to get you on. Yeah. So turning off notifications has helped. And then. And deleting any social media apps that I don't use regularly. Like, I don't use Facebook anymore. Like, I don't go on it. I just, like, have one. So I just deleted that. And I, like, almost never go on Snapchat. So, like, I have the app, but I turned off notifications. And I check it, like, maybe, like, once a week. I don't go on TikTok anymore because 
I will spend hours on it. Huge time waster. Huge time waster. It's so I bad. Can't I deleted the, the app. app. I only open it if I like saw a video that like I want to watch mm-hmm. specifically. One of the things though that really helped me personally, two things actually. So t- to time budget yourself. Um, so if you're like, okay, I want to, I'm going to be on social media, have like something that you have to do. Like, okay, like I'm meeting a friend so I can be on for 10 minutes and then I have to leave to go meet my friend. Um, that really helped. My biggest tip is I will get in the trap of like, okay, I've been on social media for like an hour now and I feel like I can't get out. I feel like I just have to keep scrolling. I can't get out of it. What I'll do is I will give myself 10 more posts. And so I'll count on my fingers, like, okay, one post, two posts, three posts, especially helps on TikTok where you're like, okay, I can only watch 10 more videos. Mm -hmm. And giving yourself a little more, it's like, I do it when I'm eating as well. If I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm overeating, I'm just going to take a handful of it because stopping yourself right away is just really hard. Yeah. It's really hard to just have the willpower to stop yourself from overeating right away. But giving yourself a little more before you say you're done you it's a little bit easier so i'll say okay i'm only gonna watch 10 more videos or look at 10 more posts and then i'm going to do blank then Mm -hmm. i'm going to brush my teeth or then i'm going to or then i'm going to call a friend or something like that and having something to do having something in mind will make you adhere to those 10 and also counting on your fingers and honestly usually i feel so ridiculous counting down the amount of posts I can have that I put out before I even get to 10. You're like, I'm pathetic. I'm pathetic that I have to count down. But it's because it's hard. Like, They're 15 seconds yeah. long or something, and you're like, well, I can just watch one more. Yeah, oh, one more, just one, one more. more. And so if you don't give yourself like an actual line of, to not cross, then it's extremely hard. So I've been doing that, and that's been super helpful. So those are some of our tips. Yeah, do you have any more? Um, I think the last one I had was just, I kind of already said this, but just being very mindful and like cognizant of how long you've been on why you're even on a lot of times I just open it and it's for no reason whatsoever and I'm Mm -hmm. like I don't even notice that I've opened it and then I'm like why am I even on here what I have to ask myself what could I be doing right now that would be more beneficial to me I'll have a whole list of things to do and I'll say okay instead of doing this I'm gonna check this one thing off my list and just kind of like you said I'm gonna do something else that's more beneficial to me than sitting here mindlessly scrolling. Mm-hmm. Not saying that everything on social media is bad, but it's a huge time waster. So I think that's the big yeah. thing. Oh, I also had another one. Putting my phone in a different room than I'm at is extremely helpful because even if it's in my room, I'll think like, oh, I need to go check that. Or like, I'll see the notification or whatever. But if it's in out of my room, it's out of my mind. Yeah. I don't think about it at all. And I, will, I can go hours without checking my phone if it's in a different room, but the second it's in my room, I will check it at least like every half an hour. Mm-hmm. So yeah, putting it in a different room is so helpful. Yeah, I think that's a good idea too. I haven't tried that. I yeah. live in a studio, so yeah. I don't have any other rooms. I guess I could like put it in a closet. But after watching this documentary, I feel a little bit less bad about my addiction because the people that made them are also addicted to them. They are. Like the That's guy what who, they talk about. The guy who made Pinterest was like, yeah, I'm addicted to Pinterest. Like He's I like, I would come good. home and get on I'm Pinterest after it. working at Pinterest all day. Oh, can you imagine? I literally cannot imagine. Yeah, so I don't feel so bad because it's like, even the people who are making them are falling prey. Even the people who know how bad they are are falling prey to yeah. these addictions. So Yeah, 
we're going to kind of wrap that up, that discussion. Mm -hmm. But we wanted to do a segment at the end. We asked you guys about your most embarrassing social media mishaps or social media stories. And you guys truly delivered. We have some funny stories. Yeah, and personal stories too. Yeah. Do you want to start with the personal ones? Do you have any... You, you go first because I'm trying to think of one. Okay. So I, I'm I like, have two. Well, one is just a messaging story, like just text messaging. And it's just like a classic mishap, like wrong person. But I was flirting with this guy, like kind of sexting him. Sorry, dad. <laughs> hey, dad. Sorry again. <laughs> uh, dad, don't listen any further. Um, just like kind of saying like funny things. But I was also texting my brother's girlfriend at the time. <laughs> And I accidentally sent her one of the sex <laughs> to my brother's girlfriend. And How long have they been dating? Um, now they've been dating for over a year. So, yeah. And we're friends. So we we text a decent amount. And she was just like, oh, my God, that's definitely not for me. <laughs> She's like, I think that's the wrong person, actually. I think that was for your brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to cut that out. <laughs> And she was like, I think she was just like, yeah, I get it, girl, or something like that. But um, (laughs) then, so my social media, this is, like, kind of sad, but um, on Twitter, there was a hashtag that was, like, hashtag Jewish privilege. Mm -hmm. And Jewish people were using the hashtag to kind of take it back because there really isn't such a thing as Jewish privilege. It's not a thing I've never benefited in the real world from being Jewish at all. Mm -hmm. So like I said something like Jewish privilege is telling people you're Jewish and then being like, oh, you don't really look that Jewish. Your nose isn't even that big. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, that's my Jewish privilege. Uh, Someone replied to that same tweet and said, are they blind? (laughs) (laughs) Roasted. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't think you have a big nose. I know, it doesn't matter, but he really got me. That really, oh my God, that is so funny. I know, so, I mean. That guy was on fire. I know, so social media can really be used as a tool for hate. And I got a lot of hate when I posted those for just being Jewish on Twitter. I'm literally never telling anyone Oh my God. Jewish again. Um, I honestly cannot think of one right now. If I think of one while we're like telling them, I'll say it. But I'm so careful about like what I post and who I'm sending something to, pretty rarely. Ha- I, I've definitely, like, sent something to the wrong person before. Like, just the other day, I was messaging my friend Michael, and I, like, he, I thought I was responding to someone else, so I, like, sent him a wrong message, but, I mean, that obviously wasn't a big deal. So that's pretty much the only thing. Like, I've sent messages to the wrong people, but it's never, like, so bad where it's detrimental. Um, however, some of the stories that you guys sent in were, in fact, a little detrimental. <laughs> Let's see. I'm gonna. I can start, and then if you just want to go back and forth, sure. So one of the ones, one of my friends wrote in. I got a couple about LinkedIn, which is not even a social media I was thinking about. But she wrote and said, "I had no idea LinkedIn showed people when you looked at their profile." When I first got out of college and in preparation for an interview, I looked at this recruiter's LinkedIn almost every day for a week. She brought it up at the interview. <laughs> oh my god. She said, needless to say, I didn't get the job and was so embarrassed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I knew, I guess I knew that people looked like, that it showed when someone looked at your profile because I could see mm-hmm. when people looked at my profile. So I always get nervous to look at someone's LinkedIn. 
Yeah. Because I'm like, it's going to notify them. <laughs> I have one more LinkedIn one. And then if you want to read yours, sure. I'll just do the LinkedIn yeah. ones together. This one, I can't tell if this one's better or worse. She said, I totally forgot that people could see that you viewed their profile on LinkedIn if you're not viewing in private mode. And when my ex started dating this new girl a few years ago, obviously I had to stalk her. So naturally, I go to LinkedIn to thoroughly stalk and she freaking saw that I viewed her profile. So then my ex's friend sent me a Snapchat of this girl's recent profile viewers. And there's me at number one with the upside down smiley face. I was laughing so hard at that one. Can you imagine you're dating someone and you just see that their ex-girlfriend is number one? That's like a terrible place to stalk, to stalk someone, though. Um, okay, so one of my best friends, uh, she, this isn't really like a funny story, but she met her boyfriend on face, on Facebook Marketplace. Because what? he, she um, bought a rug from him. Oh, and then he's he, like me looking for a girlfriend, a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, I have a hundred dollars. Oh no, he paid her. She made a hundred dollars. Yeah, he's paying. Yeah, and so then he brought up the rug and they've been dating ever since. They've been dating for like two years. Oh. Yeah. Love um, story. Very story. And then also I met her on Twitter. Wow. Through mutual friends. Guys, so social like, media is amazing. Social media is Listen amazing. to this. I've met three of my closest friends because of Twitter. I also like, have a pen pal on Instagram. So you? shout out to my pen pal. Wow. I need to really get out there more. <laughs> on social media. <laughs> on social media. Okay. Um, so I was talking to my sister about breaking up with my boyfriend at the time. I was joking around and said, what if I just called him up and said, hey, I'm breaking up with you. And while saying that, I was pre- I pretended to pick up my phone and talk. Just so happens that our text, I had our text open. And when I held my phone up to talk, it did that amazing new iPhone raise to talk feature and recorded and sent me saying, hey, I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> oh, and it caught me laughing at the end. I pulled, oh, no. no. I pulled my phone away from my face as, as I heard the swoosh scent sound and went silent. Told my sister what just happened. She didn't believe me. I ran out of the room and called him, begging to delete the voice message I just sent. He obviously said no, hung up, and listened to it, and texted me back, what the fuck? I had to break up with him right there. Oh, <sighs> my gosh. Never has... That feature been used for good. <laughs> never. <laughs> I've never. Oh. I guess like maybe if you're driving and you're trying to message someone. That is really bad. Okay. The next one, one of my friends wrote in. She said, okay, I have an embarrassing story for you. So my friend and I once bought a light for our toilet bowl. So it would light up at night when we needed to use the bathroom, like a nightlight. And it was literally so bright, like a rave. And then when I was a little drunk one night, I wanted to show my friends the new fun toilet bowl light. So I took a video of myself peeing, camera facing in between my legs into the toilet bowl. Thank God the sound was off, but I accidentally posted it to my story (laughs) with some dumb caption saying, look at my new toilet bowl light. And I didn't know I accidentally put it on my story instead of just sending it to my friends. Didn't realize it was on my story until the next morning. Okay, yep, that happened. Okay, oops. (laughs) Oh my God. Then she sends a picture of the product, the light-up toilet. Oh. <laughs> it's really bright. What's up, guys? Though. You can get it at Walmart, it looks like. Grandma's gift shop. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is hilarious. And she didn't notice it till the morning. Oh, my God. That's really bad. Um, okay, the last one is shocking. I'm not going to share all the details because it's a little graphic, but... One of my friends wrote in and said, well, she responded to the story first. And she said, I have a story about 
someone who sent me an accidental porno. If you want more info, let me know. <laughs> I was like, obviously, I one thousand percent want more info. Not only do you want more info, you honestly need more info. I need more info you on need that. It. So she says, okay, so. I was good friends with a girl in high school, and after graduation, we drifted apart a little bit, but not to the point where we stopped talking completely. Um, Randomly, one Friday night, I get a Snapchat from her, and it's a video. So I'm connected to my fucking Bluetooth, of course, in my boyfriend's car. I play her video, blah, 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 blah. This is the the info of the porno I'm not going to share, because it's pretty long. And obviously, just, you know, (laughs) you get it. You get what it is. She says... (laughs) I was so traumatized in all caps that I kept trying to click out of it as fast as I can, but it doesn't matter because the sound is in my head forever. (laughs) I was obviously laughing and crying. Like, what did I just see? My boyfriend was like, what are you watching on Snapchat? And she was like, I end up not talking to her for a few weeks. She then (laughs) randomly snaps me again and says, hey, I miss you. Hope all is well. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it's been better just trying to recoup from the surprise porno. She says, like, as a joke, she sent that. She says, in all caps, she had absolutely no idea she sent it to me. Like, has no recollection of even taking the snap, and neither did the new boyfriend, apparently. Isn't that crazy? Oh, my God. It must have imagine been actually wasted. Sending- oh. If you don't remember it. And then imagine the horror when you, like, Find message out. your old friend, and it you're like... It would be better to never know. I would have never wanted... Well, I would probably want to know. If I actually She was like, hey, what's up? Like, I miss you. Tell me. And this girl's like, I miss you, too, but I'm still trying to recover. From the video you sent me, and she's like, what video? Oh, that's Can you imagine? That just reminds me of, like, that thing that was going around on Twitter for a while where you would, it'd be like, open this up, and it would just be a video, um, and the sound would be just a really big moan, Mm -hmm. like a porn moan, but it would be really unexpected. Yeah. And so people would be opening it up around, like, friends and family because they thought it was safe, and then it would be just this giant moan and like, <laughs> that everyone around them would hear. And so, like, for a while on Twitter, people were like, I'm just afraid to open videos. Now. I'm afraid to open anything. <laughs> it's not safe. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. Well, those are pretty much what I got. I got a couple that were, like, I got drunk and followed my boyfriend's, like, ex-girlfriend yeah. on Instagram or, like, took a screenshot of a message thread and sent it to that same person who the message mm-hmm. thread was with. Yeah, that happens a lot. Fatal flaw. Yeah. Yeah. If any, you have any really funny ones, like, please tell me. I just love reading cringy stuff like that. Yeah. We're definitely going to do some more, um, like, crowdsource segments like that because yeah. they're so funny. Yeah. They are, are. We get the funniest stories. And we are just starting, so I can only imagine, like, hopefully in the future yeah. more people will write in. This is always my favorite part i'm like this is my favorite part of podcasting two episodes (laughs) this has been the best part so next week we are going to be talking about boundaries personal boundaries yeah setting boundaries and we're gonna have our first guest on yeah we're gonna have a guest on we're gonna have Paige, my sister on she's a real pro setting boundaries boundaries. she's better than i am so yeah from the stories that i've heard i just it's just couldn't couldn't be me could not be me yeah. Could not be me. I try Horrible really bad at it. Boundaries. Hopefully after this episode, we'll get better. Yeah. So tune in for that. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for listening to our second episode. You can find us on Instagram at SoGoodSoFarPodcast. And our personal accounts, mine is at Jackie's Attic. And I can be found at at Nicole Pilgrim. Well, thanks so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. It's been so, so good, good so, so far. far. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye.
Did you stop it already? No. Let's stop it at the same time. Three. One. Oh. oh one. Three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Okay. What do you start? <laughs> let's do, let's stop it on three. I'll start at one. Okay. okay. One. No, no, you're going to stop on three. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three.